Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast is presented by Mossy Oak Camouflage because everything is better in Bottomland. And Lucky Duck Premium Decoys, Masters of Deception. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, just hanging out. We've got RT Bailey joining us on the podcast today. Spence is... uh, Inbound or at in Pennsylvania? He's I'm not in sure. Pennsylvania. He has landed because gotcha. I've gotten text messages. So Rolling Thunder One. That's right. Has landed. <laughs> we are sitting on the back porch here at Feathers Chapel, and uh, we're watching a few guys move the shop out into the barn. Yep. Wood shop's a, coming to the barn a little bit. Had a few things left at the old shop that needed to come out to Somerville. Hey, waving Drake, at, Drake's at waving. Drake Levy right now. Yeah. And uh, you know what? There was a comment made by. Wendell Ray Trip Hodges about how, you know, oh, you guys are inside dogs. Go, go up and, you know, just sit down on your butts. And uh, I would just like to say that, Trip, I worked enough for you and I this morning, so it, it's good for you to, you know, to get a couple of blisters on your palms this afternoon. Yeah, maybe a callus on his hand. Something. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's nice. And it's, it's kind of fun, too, to watch. Uh, so currently right now, Trip is just leaning yep. against the truck. It does a lot of leaning. A lot of leaning. A lot of leaning. So, uh, anyway, enough of that. Man, you've had a pretty good turkey season. I like to say, um, as far as... I know you as, do. I know. <laughs> but as far as non-owners of Rolling Thunder, I'm I'm sitting happily in third behind Josh Grossenbacher. So, and that's not a bad place to not be. Not a bad place to be at all. Cannot complain. Mm. I've gotten to go to a couple different states and shoot a couple here in Tennessee. So, yeah, quite the that's awesome. We just got for me. We just got back from Indiana. Had a fun trip. We we did a podcast on it the previous week, but um, as an update, Dalton got a turkey. Yep. That afternoon after we recorded the podcast, so that was awesome. It was a great bird, old bird. Um, and then I did not. Mm. Get a bird the next morning. That's tough, but here's the thing, and you and I have already talked about this, but what a friend. Oh, I don't know about all that. But what a guy to get to give out three of your turkeys and come home without shooting one. But Well, not, I appreciate not, it. I was giving somebody have. else's turkeys away, but at the same time, <laughs> I right. guess opportunities. But Not that you wouldn't have, but it would have just been hard for me well, to go to another state where it was ground that I was on, and these yeah. guys were coming with me. Well, and it's a it's a great thing that you've done. I just <laughs> well, I appreciate. I it. I guess was, I'm a game hog. It was fun to, I mean, because that was my pr- priority coming in was getting all those guys on birds. Because I mean, at the same time, you got to tip your hat to him a little bit for trusting me. Yeah. To come up there in the first yeah. place, and you know, uh, a little bit of turkey debt never hurts. That's right. So I that's got, right now. I got turkey debt. You are owed. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a that's a good that's a good place to be. Very but, nice. Um. Can I tell a story on myself that's going to make me look like a worse hunter than yes. I already am? Absolutely. I'll <clears throat> so let you do that. Thursday night um, when when the A team kind of left, and it was just Dalton and I, we were together, and Dalton's killed a bunch of turkeys, and I went out just to go look at this one place that we were, that we had hunted a few days before, and 
Dalton and I had a close kind of encounter the morning before. And I uh, heard some gobbling. I saw a strutter. And I was looking at binoculars. And I kind of like looked over to Dalton. Told him I see, saw a strutter. I saw a bird go up in the tree. And I said, got him. And I left. Mm. <clears throat> How'd that turn out the next morning? Well, the next morning, the next morning, I got I got the got in there about four fifty because yep. Michael Boozer told me you can never be too early for a turkey, but one minute late and you're dead. Yeah. So I said I took that to heart. So got in about four fifty, and uh, I got under him. I mean, I could have fair caught that turkey. Yeah. And um, well, as the light started to, you know, how in the morning it just kind of like darkness loses and the light just kind of slowly starts growing and every day then you can start seeing the silhouettes of turkeys in the tree mm-hmm. <laughs> i started seeing this silhouette <laughs> and i was like well i mean i didn't think it was like a huge turkey and then i start looking at it again and it starts kind of turning on the limb and mm. i'm like oh no you sat under a hand oh buddy roosted and you know it happens to the best of us and the worst of us, and yeah, I don't I know mean, if actually that that may not happen. To that anybody. probably doesn't happen to the best of us. It'll happen to some of us. Ooh, it yeah, I mean, it, I'll have to say, just don't do that again. It do be like that sometimes. Man, I felt so stupid. I mean, I should have I should have sat there and waited and watched him through the binoculars gobbling on the limb. But now or, you know. And I don't know why that hen was by it. Something must have. Ha- I the way I look at it, something happened that night. Yeah, that. Got him up and they kicked around. Whatever you need. It couldn't to tell have been yourself. my fault. No. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway. So, um, speaking of Pennsylvania. Speaking of Pennsylvania and turkeys. Yeah, you uh, had a pretty cool trip. You went up there for for Nancy's vision. I did. I spent four days uh, just north of Scranton um, with the Wallace family, yeah. Jeff and Hunter. Um, they put on an event to, you know, in in, me- in memorial of. Uh, Jeff's wife and Hunter's mom, uh, Nancy Wallace. Yeah. And it was uh, on opening day of the youth season, uh, and it benefited the Catch a Dream Foundation. Yep. Um, man, and they, they, you know, they were sitting amongst themselves talking about what they could do to, you know, really to just kind of keep Nancy's memory alive. Yeah. And, you know, they were like, what if we just take kids hunting? And, you know, they kind of realize that there's just too many kids. <laughs> you can't. Sure, sure. For Jeff and Hunter's spring schedule, there are just too many kids. I'll tell you what, yeah. And so, they're, so you know, they, they came to the conclusion that they should just put on a fundraising event on open day of the youth season called Nancy's Vision Youth Turkey Hunt. Yep. And, man, they ended up having, I think, 85 yeah. kids register. Because when they, when they were talking about it early on, they hoped to raise about $10,000 mm-hmm. and probably have 25 or 30 kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, in the hunt. And eighty-five like in kids the first registered. Month, they had thirty registered, yep. and then yep. it just grew from there. I think they had fifteen or twenty on the Thursday before. Like when I flew in, Jeff was on the phone the whole afternoon, just re- like re- getting people signed up. Yeah, exactly. And that's awesome. Yep. And so, <clears throat> eighty-five kids, a ton of adults. I guarantee you, there was close to two hundred and fifty people at this event. Wow. I mean, they it had looks it fun. At, yeah, they had it at one of Jeff's buddies' um, event little spaces called the Grove, and. Um, McDonald's Grove. McDonald's Grove. Yeah. And it looked pretty, looked pretty it cool. It was packed. <laughs> yeah, packed. I mean, you couldn't fit another car in there. And, uh, man, they gave away a ton of door prizes, yep. a ton of, ton of raffles. Um, 
raised a ton of money for the Catch a Dream Foundation. Something like forty something thousand dollars. Forty one thousand gross. That's awesome. And they have a couple expenses they've got to you know pay for. Sure. But I mean, every kid walked away with a big old. G- I mean, every kid, not even every kid that killed a turkey. Yeah. Every kid walked away with a gift bag of yeah. mouth calls and a mouth call pouch and a, a an aluminum pot call and a t shirt. Yep. So yeah, we um we sent a good bit of mouth calls up there too. Oh, yeah. We sent those small frame ones. Mm-hmm. That uh, for kids. Yeah, every kid got a bat wing and a V cut in a small frame. Small frame, and that's cool. I mean, we kind of posted about it last night, but keeping kids comfortable hunting is such a big deal. And Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, having like, I don't know. I remember the first knife I got, or the first time I got a Mm -hmm. real pair of boots, or the first time I got something that was mine. Yep. And it's just cool, you know, being able to create, like, being able to help their love of hunting grow. By making it fun and making it comfortable, whether yeah. that's getting them calls that work for them, whether that's like, you know, when we did the dad podcast the other day with all their kids, snacks, yep, clothes that fit, boots yep. that fit, make sure they're comfortable. I mean, it's just, it all kind of feeds into yeah, that. Yeah, because God bless my dad. I did not have clothes or boots that fit <laughs> when I was growing up hunting. And I, I mean, and it's just like the, the world of technical outerwear is for different. hunting and just being outside is totally different now. Yeah. And. And I mean, I mean, we just wore, you know, wool socks and three layers of blue jeans. Like those wool socks that were so big that you had to like size up, or you could wear two of them, or yep. your older brother's boots. Yep. I guess you didn't have older I brothers. I didn't, but, but I still had boots bought big so yeah. that I could grow into them. Grow into them. That was mm-hmm. always my favorite. Youngest yeah. child with a bunch of cousins. Mm-hmm. I was growing into stuff till mm-hmm. I was in college. That's I was pretty like, funny. I think I bought like my first pair of blue jeans when I was in college. Yep. Never, I just always had hand-me-downs. Anyway, different story. I think we're kind of like, you know, going we have gone down the rabbit trail for sure. Bit. Anyway. But, um, yeah, so talk to us more about the weekend and about um, kind of getting in town and, and, and really what your role there was for the weekend. Well, first of all, that area of Pennsylvania is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just, and I was, it was totally unexpected to me. It's foothills of the, of the mountains. Up there. Mountains. Um, yeah, steep. Oh, yeah. Oh, steep. Did it remind you a little bit of home? <laughs> yeah, steeper, honestly. When I got there, it was still, I mean, very bare, very cold. And it, that was after it had greened up significantly uh, in Tennessee. And <clears throat> uh, it had snowed eight inches two days before <laughs> I'd gotten there. And so once we left Scranton and got up to where we were going to be hunting, there was yeah. patches of snow everywhere. And there was turkey tracks in the patches of snow, but it was still dang cold. And we got to... Isn't that um, crazy how, you know, I mean, obviously seasons and we know that it's colder up there, but like, man, when I went to Indiana, I just wasn't thinking that it was still going to be winter up there. Oh, no. Like, I when we went up that, there, there was I not a leaf. Clothes. I didn't either. Yeah. I was shivering when Taylor caught his turkey. I was so ready to get out of there. But anyway, go ahead. But um, we actually, one of the one of the um, supporters of the Nancy's Vision was a, a place called uh, Camp Freedom. Yeah, which uh, works a lot with the U.S. military and um, you know wounded vets, and they give they take them hunting. They've got I want to say like eleven thousand acres up there in the hills. They've got some deer, they got some elk, they got some red stag, but red stag. Yep, red stag. Uh, clearly what? a native species. Yeah, I was but, say. Um, but one of the guys contacted Jeff and was like, "Hey man, we'd love to have you bring a kid up here this weekend for the Nancy's Vision thing if you guys need to." So uh, we got to ride around um, a place that very few civilians ever get to go, and yeah, because it's primarily just for veterans. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's, active service. Exactly, and so uh, 
I mean, that was really cool. Very, very pretty country. Um, lots of turkeys. We didn't end up, end up killing one there, but, you know, it was cool to ride around. What specifically were you doing up there? So I was there to, A, film the event and film yep. the hunt and film everything that went into the event and the hunt. And then I was also there uh, as a representative of Rolling Thunder. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I filmed a ton and got on a really good hunt behind mm. behind Josh Grossenbacher's sweet, sweet Colin. Man, don't want to say too much about it because we do have Chapter 8 coming out this week. Yeah, we do. But it was very, very nice. Uh, what is it like? Uh, it, is, it was some stuff I had never seen before. That, yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. So I haven't hunted with Josh yet. What was it like hunting with Josh? He's just a really good turkey caller. Yeah. I mean, he's a really good turkey hunter, but he's just a really good turkey caller. Yeah. Man. He sounds he sounds better than any turkey ever has. <laughs> I mean. That's funny. Because, so, like, we've all been hunting, and you hear someone that you're like, oh, God, this person bought a mouth call from Bass Pro today. And <laughs> out of this hollow comes this a This guy hen. roosts hens, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I guess something we can talk about, I guess this goes into just how good a caller Josh is. What happened when the kid tried to shoot the turkey the first time? Oh, Lord. So the kid, you know, we Josh helps this turkey up to 20 yards, and he's standing on this little knoll just perched there. He has gobbled and strutted and spit and drummed all the way in. Big turkey. And he stops 20 yards, puts his head up, click. <laughs> and the funny thing is, in the footage, you can hear Artigo. Oh, no. Yeah, Rob's been editing it all week, and <laughs> it is a very clear... I mean, you hear a click, and it's just, oh, no. Oh, no. And so... But... But Josh heard the click just like everybody else did, including the turkey, and, you know, thinks reactionarily. Reactionarily? I think that's a word. But um, starts calling this turkey, and wouldn't you know that turkey was just like, okay, I guess that hen stepped on a, a branch or something, and he actually gobbled... Yes, he kept that Josh. turkey. It, the turkey yeah. may have been scared to death, but mm-hmm. Josh kept him in the game. Yeah, that turkey didn't. I mean, he didn't move. He was still. Josh kept that turkey comfortable. And what was crazy was, it was a pump gun. So not only did they click, but he had to shuck rack it, it, rack back, it, put it back in, and then kill him. It was it was quite the affair. It was really cool the way it all worked out. Man, that's pretty dang cool. Yep. So talk to us more about the event itself. I mean, outside of just the hunting. Attending the event seemed like it was a lot of fun as well. There was like a dog demonstration. Like, yep. what else kind of happened there? So, uh, there was food and drink for everybody. There was a dog demonstration on kind of just how to, you know, start your dog. Yeah. Uh, you know, past obedience. So they did some retrieving and you know some uh, remote plays stuff like that, which was cool. And the kids loved because it was a puppy. And then the. Pennsylvania Game and Fish yep. came and talked about turkey numbers and the kind of the studies they had been doing. What was kind of their conclusion on some of their stuff that they were talking about? Turkey numbers are down. Yeah, that would that's how I that's how I would conclude. Did they did they say anything about how total numbers are down, but the last hatch was really good? Because you just kind of hear anecdotally from people that there's a lot of uh, a lot of jakes this year. Yeah, I have heard that there's been a lot of. Jakes I mean, you this year. you could even attest to that too on some I can't of your hunts. To that. Just a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I I agree. I, there, it was a really good hatch in the places that I you you know usually get to hunt in Middle Tennessee and West Tennessee. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it was. I think if we you know the general consensus was if if we can get a 
a couple good springs together, and if people can, you know, start trapping a little bit, then we can see this problem not go away, but get better. Slow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we had a couple calling demonstrations. This one was, which was so pretty cool. Josh, cool. Josh had to head out, so he didn't. He did not go. But Hunter um, got up there and just absolutely ripped on a mouth call. It's unbelievable. He is another one that is just like. I mean, are you kidding me? It's ignorant. All of his like really his really subtle sounds are mm-hmm. what's really incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like accent stuff. Yeah, like he yelps really well, he cuts really well, but his accent clucks and purrs and whines is is you're right is what's really cool. Is it a southern accent or a northern accent? It's a little bit of northeast, a little Yankee. It's in not it? southern. I, I gotcha. promise you that. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, but then we actually had another competition caller there, Addie Washko. Yep. Who is who won Grand Nationals in Nashville this year in yep. the Polt Division? And how old is she? Oh, 12? twelve. Yeah. Um, she got up there. You know, Jeff called her up, and uh, she got up there, and you could tell it was just like it had been a while since Nashville, and she was not. You She's know, a little she, nervous. She was, but she got up there and cut a couple times and yelped on that box on a big box call, and a turkey gobbles. <laughs> A turkey gobbles. I mean, as if they they've got it through the PA, but you know the Grove is out in the middle of nowhere. We're out in the country. Yeah, and so she's she's standing up there, and Jeff's got a mic, and the mic picks up some of the box call, but she's and just off in the distance, you hear. It was incredible, and the, the whole, whole group place just, just goes, goes crazy. Yeah, just goes nuts. Yeah, and then everybody kind of quieted down, and she did it again, and, he, and that turkey gobbled again. It was it was incredible. Brought was the so house cool. down. Yep, she did. What a pro. Yep. I mean, she stood up there. She she got she got she uh, got the gobble the first time, uh-huh. and then did a couple couple yelps, and then cut on it two or yeah. three times, and yeah. that's what I was impressed. I know. I don't. I still don't know if I can call that good on a box call. Well, she nailed it. She did. Was, so it was very cool. Okay, so how many how many kids from that weekend ended up getting a turkey? Twenty four. That's awesome. Which is like one in three. Yeah. Ish. Thereabouts. One in three point five. That's a bunch of turkeys. Oh, it's a, it was awesome. They fit, what was cool was they had like a um it's like a stage a little stage up there where a musical act would typically play at the Grove, but that's where they scored all the turkeys. Yeah, and they hung the turkeys off this stage, and so it was just a line of. I mean, they had to hang, they had to hang them around the edges. That's so cool. It was a, just a line of gobblers hanging there. It was, it was really a cool. Bunch of turkeys. Oh yeah. So and I think only a couple of Jakes got shot. Yeah, which is acceptable because it's Youth Weekend. But I was yeah. surprised at how many kids shot a long beard. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of turkeys up there. Oh yeah. So, um, you going back? I would love to go back. Yeah. I don't know when. I I hope that. I would. I really hope I'm invited back to the second annual Nancy's Vision Youth Turkey. Oh yeah. Next next year that's definitely we need on to my calendar. I don't know if I'm gonna make it back this year. Um, to hunt. I don't, I don't know what the rest of my schedules looks like. You yeah. know how it is. Yeah. Working here, we have a weird job. We have a weird job. But um, I'd love to go back. Uh, just to film and be around. Like, regardless of how many turkeys got shot and all the money that was raised and everything, all those folks are just good people to be around. Yep. And some turkey-killing fools. Yep. So no it was a lot of fun. And it's fun, too. I mean, um, in just talking with Jeff and then talking with Hunter and, and Josh, I mean, I, we never got to meet Nancy, right? Right. But I feel like through um, – they're already accomplishing their goal. Of, oh, yeah. of helping her be remembered, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like I know her, even if 
just tangentially through them and mm-hmm. being able to hear their stories and from and, pictures and, and yeah. stories and just being around yeah. everyone who loved Nancy and Nancy loved that weekend. Like you could tell she would have been so happy and so proud. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. They, that they did something like Sounds that. Sounds like she was a very special person and, and a lot of fun to be around. Oh yeah. So, um, it's a, but it's a great, it's a great cause. It's a great weekend. And, um, I don't know if you're the, the kind of guy that would want to pack up the truck and head up to Pennsylvania, but, That'd be a good one to do it too. It would. It'd be I fun. Know. Take your kid. Yeah, go to Nancy's Vision next year. Yeah, just this is a PSA. If if you don't too big red, if you <laughs> exactly. don't go to Nancy's Vision twenty twenty three, you know the rest. That's right. You can edit so that out. What too. else? Uh, what else kind of is on your radar next couple weeks? I I think I have like a few potential trips. Yeah. Uh, coming up. Yeah. Filming or hunting. Gotcha. Um, you know, you're gonna do a little bit of rogue hunts. I I think so. Yeah. I haven't been told a direct yes or no. I've 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 heard a probably, and yeah. I've also heard a maybe. Gotcha. Um, so I've I've I don't have a plane <laughs> ticket booked. I don't have a like a pin dropped saying hey meet me here this day. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, but I plan on watching a couple more turkeys die somewhere. No somehow. Kidding. I'm excited. Ben and I are going out to Nebraska next week. We're gonna go pay old Jed a visit. Heck We're yeah. gonna go hunt with him out there and hang out and have a good time for a couple days. In Get Nebraska. on those goofy goblin turkeys. I'm excited. Never killed a Merriam. You should. So, I think you'll be able to kill one up there. I think so. They're, they've got some weird bloodlines going on after all the uh, Rio introductions, but I, yeah, I think if you're northwest, I think if you're west enough, you you ought to be able to kill. Yeah, one. yeah. We're extreme northwest. Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, and that's the corner that has them all in it. I mean. Montana, Wyoming, South yep. Dakota, yep. Nebraska. Yep. So I'm excited about Colorado. that, and you know it's kind of sad seeing turkey seasons close. I mean, Mississippi's I closed, Arkansas is closing here soon. I feel like I have had an identical uh, turkey season to my duck season. Like I've, I've talked to a lot of folks recently. You know, it's the first week of May. Yeah, turkey season's over in their mind. They're on to the beach. They're on to cutting grass. Yeah, whatever. And you're like, what are y'all doing? I'm not ready for it to end. No, I'm not ready for it to end. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also too, it feels like. Kind of the same way duck season did, where it, you know, hunted really hard in the beginning, and then it felt like, well, this is never going to end. This is awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look around and you're like, Tennessee oh, closes no. next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know the fifteenth, and yep. um, still need to try to lock up a Tennessee bird. You do. I slept through my hunt this morning. I wasn't going to say anything. Bad but deal. I'm glad you did. I just, you know, you need to like they make these watches now. It doesn't matter, bud. It shocks you until you get up. It shocks you. It shocks you. That's a Electrical shock. Stop. Until you get up and you have to complete some task, whether that's jumping jacks or something. I'm serious. You know how I know this? Jacob has one. Really? My younger brother. Shout out. Because he's about as, he's a sleeping inner like you are. I'm not a sleeping inner. I'm just an unconsciouser. Fair enough. Like, it, listen, I had, I had the golden ticket to go hunting this morning before work. Yeah. And I just woke up at 6.30. Like well, that was fun. Yeah. So, no, I've had I've had alarm clocks with wheels. You're, you're just so dedicated to your your work yeah, that you were like, I, you know, you know, I want to go hunting, but I need to go to work. I think my subconscious knew that. I think you're right. I think it did. But um, yeah, I've had alarm clocks with wheels, <laughs> like that would roll <laughs> off the table. <laughs> I had this one alarm clock that you had to like shake aggressively for two minutes. Yeah. But all those did was make me sleep harder. I slept, could, to, the, I you slept could, to the fire alarm at Keelan's. You could keep sleeping. After that. Like, 
you would shake it and then go back to sleep, or you would just sleep through the, I would the sleep noise? sleep through the noise. That's crazy, because even, even if I try to sleep through, even if I'm like, oh, I don't want to roll over, you know? I don't want to roll over and hit this alarm. I don't want to yeah. get up. I'll hear it in my, I'll go, nope. I'll drift back off, and nope. I'll hear it in the dream that I'm nope. having. Nope. I think it's because I grew up close to a train, but anyway, different yeah. story. Yeah. Hard sleep's not great for early mornings. What you need is like a butler. To oh, come valid. rouse you. Yes, that's what I need. You need an Alfred to just shake you awake every <laughs> you need morning. an Alfred. Now taking applications. That's right. Yeah, just DM me. I think that would be a business expense. You could probably write that off. Charge it. Charge it. It's a write-off. Nobody <laughs> pays for it. All right, well, we're rambling pretty hard here, but just want to wish everybody else just a really good end of your turkey season. Yep. Hope we, you get a good one. We do have it, fun. Do it the right way. That's right. You know who we're talking about. Do it. Do it in, in accordance to the to the laws and have fun. That's right. That's all I have to say on the matter. There he is. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Over and out. Thank you.